many came to church believing for a breakthrough tonight? Come on. How many are hungry for a breakthrough? Needing a breakthrough? How many had a good year? Who's had a challenging year? Who've got some unfulfilled dreams still that they want to see take place? Come on, lift your hands to Jesus right across this place. This is more than just a gathering of people on a Sunday night. This is the house of God, the gateway to heaven. I really believe something's going to shift in the heavenlies tonight. Something's going to crack open over people's lives. That which has been withheld is about to be unlocked in Jesus' name. And right now, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing in this place. Lord, and we pray that you'd have the freedom to move. Lord, you're willing. You want to move on people's behalf. Lord, you're wanting to bring release. You're wanting to bring breakthrough. You're wanting to bring enlargement. Lord, Lord, your heart is for us tonight, and we give you thanks. But right now, Lord, we come against every spirit that would seek to, to take away from your people, to, would seek to rob people of their inheritance. Lord, we declare breakthrough in Jesus' name. Would somebody just right now begin to call on the name of Jesus? Come on. Come on, let's just set this moment apart for Jesus to move. Come on, even just by speaking His name, demons tremble. They, come on, they can't stand an atmosphere of praise. Come on, just lift your voice and call out Jesus. Come on, Jesus. The name that's higher than every name. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, He's our Prince of Peace. He's our Redeemer. He's the great I Am. We lift up Jesus. We lift Him higher than our circumstance. The victory is His tonight. Jesus. 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 Thank you, God. Wow. Well, we're going to have a moment tonight. You ready for that? (laughs) Have a moment. You know how you have a moment with somebody? Here's the deal. We're going to have a moment with Jesus tonight. You know, a moment can change everything. Can change everything. Just a just a moment. People can be set free, can be healed. Just a moment in the atmosphere of faith can change people's whole futures. Just a moment. That's why we come together and we worship God. Yeah, you can experience God in your bedroom, you can experience God in your workplace. But there's something about the people of God coming together because God inhabits. He sits among the praises of His people. And I believe there's an atmosphere of faith in this room for breakthrough. How many believe that? Come on, I need some people ready to participate tonight. Do you know right now, we live in a world where, how, how many know everybody's trying to capture a moment? They get out their phones, they're capturing a moment. But so many people are too busy trying to capture a moment that they forget to participate in the moment. It's like they're only looking through a little lens and viewing the moment through that little lens. But if you just drop your phone, you'd have a wide angle view. 
of everything that's going on. And, and right now, tonight, I don't want you just to try, I don't want you, you know, on your phones trying to capture a moment as much as I want you to participate. Slap your neighbor right now and say, you need to get involved tonight. You need to get involved. Because if we're gonna see a breakthrough, it requires the faith of the whole room. Not just the faith of one person, a worship team, they're prepped, they're ready, but it's gonna take the faith in the whole room. And our faith together, I believe, is gonna release something significant in Jesus' Name. How many can believe that with me tonight? Come on. You're gonna be glad you came to church. We're gonna, we got right now a production happening in South Auckland. And we're believing a whole lot of people are gonna get saved through Scrooge tonight. That's happening in a moment or two. And we're gonna pray because breakthrough's gonna happen there. But breakthrough's gonna happen in this place. In Jesus' name. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready for your breakthrough. Get ready for your breakthrough. Come on, slap three or four people. Give them a high five before you take your seat. Say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Something's about to happen in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Wow. Well, thanks, team. You're good, Dave Darby. You may want to stay there for a little longer. That will be good. How many know we serve a God who's master of the breakthrough? Steve preached an unbelievable message this morning about the master or the Lord of the breakthrough. The master, bow presume, that's the, that it means master of breakthrough, how God broke through. I really believe we're going to break through the enemy's lines tonight. You know, even in rugby league terms, we're going to bend the line and push the enemy backwards. I believe it's time for the church to take territory that the enemy's been occupying for too long. And uh, God wants a people who have an expectation in Him. After all, He's the master of breakthrough. Jesus is the mob, the master of breakthrough. Come on, He is the mob and He wants to break through on your behalf. But, you know, for that to happen, I just quickly want to talk about atmosphere. Because for there to come a breakthrough, we need to understand atmosphere is really important. You and I... Right now, we live in an atmosphere, two different atmospheres at the same time. We live in a natural atmosphere. That's things that we can sense with our our five senses, our natural senses, you know, feel what's going on. But there's another atmosphere that I want to talk about tonight, and it's a spiritual atmosphere. Uh, We can't see it with our natural eye, but but we can experience it. And, And it's real. This atmosphere is real, and it's vital that you and I have an understanding about it. Come on. How how many have ever experienced a tightness in an atmosphere? It's like everything's going on normal, but it just seems like something's different, and you don't know what's different. Come on. How many know what I'm talking about there? You walk into an environment, and you get this funny vibe going on, and it's like there's something going on in the spirit. But, but we don't know. And, and so many of us, you know, we live our life aware of natural atmospheres, but we don't understand what it is uh, to live in the spiritual atmosphere and how the atmosphere around our life is critical. You know, so often you can walk into a room and, and just instinctively you know something's not right. 
You know, you, you can feel it. Maybe a person, two people have had an argument before you came into the room. And you can sense that there's a spirit of contention in that atmosphere. It's like people, oh, uh, you know, and, and you pick it up. You, you feel it. You, you know it. You know, and, and this atmosphere is, is something that, you know, we need to get attuned to. We need to understand a whole lot more because the, the enemy, the devil, understands the power of atmosphere. That, that's why, you know, he, he says, well, if I can put people in a wrong atmosphere, the temptation to sin will be a whole lot greater. You know, the enemy knows if he can get you in a wild party this Christmas time, you're more likely to do the wrong thing than you would if you're in the atmosphere of a library. How many know that atmosphere of a wild party is more conducive to you making bad choices than if you're in a library doing something else? And, and he, he knows the difference between atmospheres and he uses it. And, and, and what's the difference between those two things is, is simply the environment around it. Uh, different atmospheres are conducive to grow different things. Bananas grow in the Philippines and grow in places like Brazil. Because their atmosphere is conducive to it. In fact, the atmosphere, it sets a climate. The climate then brings about a culture in which things grow. You know, whatever's a culture, it just grows automatically in your life. You don't need to think about it. It's a culture. But, but the atmosphere is the determiner of what is the climate and then it determines, you know, the culture that you live in. And that's why it's so important that as believers, we, we, we learn to, to determine the atmospheres in our world. Uh, we don't just go along with the atmospheres that are around us, but we, we set the atmosphere. We're not, not just thermometers taking the atmosphere. Oh, well, it's about 23 degrees in this place right now. It might be a little bit hotter. You know, it might be a whole lot hotter. But, you know, you can read that atmosphere or you can be a thermostat where you go, hey, I'm going to set the atmosphere. You know, aren't you glad today that, that we live in a world where we can actually determine the temperature? Yeah, in, in fact, a lot of people move from the, the United Kingdom to New Zealand. And one thing they comment on after living here through a winter is, is that our houses are really cold. Our houses are freezing in New Zealand. We don't have double glazing in a lot of places, triple glazing, a lot of places aren't insulated. Now, what you've got to understand is in the United Kingdom, their, their weather is worse than ours. But, but a lot of people who move from the United Kingdom to New Zealand find New Zealand colder than the United Kingdom. Why? Simply because in the United Kingdom, they've determined the atmosphere of their homes. So when you walk into your home, you can walk around in just a t-shirt and you're fine. In New Zealand, in a lot of places, our houses are so cold that we walk around our homes still dressed in our jackets. You know, with a sleeping bag, with a rug over us watching TV. In the United Kingdom, it's like, hey, you can watch TV in a t-shirt and it'd be snowing on the outside. But they've learned to determine the atmosphere of their home. How many are thankful for air conditioning in places? Come on, air conditioning in your car. When it's not working, you know about it. 
But air conditioning, what does it do? It sets the temperature. I want to say right at the start of this meeting, we can set the temperature. Because atmosphere determines climates and it determines culture. It determines what grows. And I wonder whether we could set an environment for miracles to take place tonight. Come on, I want to build your expectation right now. Because nothing moves from heaven to earth without faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. So you could sit back and go, oh, well, we'll see about this breakthrough thing tonight. See what really happens. Could God do it? Or you could actually engage and say, I'm going to put my trust in Jesus. I'm not going to let the enemy rob me of my inheritance. I'm going to push past my feelings. I'm going to push past the facts. And I'm going to put my faith in Him. See, the Holy Spirit, yeah, the devil knows the atmosphere, but the Holy Spirit knows the atmosphere as well. See, just as the atmosphere of drunkenness, lust, and anger attracts demonic spirits, what you've got to understand is that atmosphere of praise, worship, love, holiness, unity, what they do is they attract the Holy Spirit. Come on, how many want to attract the Holy Spirit to their life? So many people are saying, well, if He's real, He can come and get me. No, He awaits an invitation. And the way that we invite the Holy Spirit into the ordinary parts of our life is through unity. How many know a party doesn't really kick unless everybody's involved? You can have all the musician, you can have the band, you can have the trimmings, you can have everything. But if people are sitting back not wanting to get into it, it goes nowhere. Do you know that it's the same with the church? You know, you can have everything going on around you, but still miss a moment. I said right at the start, we're going to have a moment tonight in Jesus' name. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, we're ready to have a moment. A, a God moment. Because God's about to break through. You know, even tonight, even if it's just a crack. You know, if we crack something, something's going to open up. In fact, this week I was working on some property uh, up in our property up north. And, you know, uh, we hadn't been up there for some time and the lawns had grown really high. And so we had the weed whacker out and we're just uh, with the weeds. And, and we've got one of those, you know, those cheap pools up there that's, you know, um, that you can set up. And I was just, you know, whacking the weeds around the pool. And, uh, and uh, you know, as I was going, I just clipped the pool. I haven't told the rest of the family this. Uh, clipped the pool, and, and, and there was just a little hole in the pool. And, and it just, how many know by the time we get up there, that pool's going to be empty? Because a little hole, a little crack, you know, can bring a massive re- a release. And, and even if it's just something small, it's only a little nick. Don't worry, it can be fixed. It's only a little nick, but that little nick not attended to can actually bring a great release. And I really believe tonight, it's like in places, it may be just something small that's going to happen, but it's going to bring about something great in Jesus' name. Come on, how many have got faith for that? You know, some of us is going to be a big, uh, something's going to bust open. But in other places, man, breakthrough. What is breakthrough? You know, sometimes it's just that little nick that brings a, a release. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, get ready for your breakthrough. Get ready for your breakthrough. Holy Spirit, 
See, God responds to atmosphere. God is everywhere. We all know that. But God's manifest presence, is what, which we're wanting tonight, is, is, is equally, yeah, is, His presence is equally everywhere, but His manifest presence is not. And God manifests His presence when the atmosphere is right. See, see what God loves is the atmosphere of celebration. That's why church should be the biggest party on the face of the earth. That's why we praise God. It's not an icebreaker. You know, we praise God because God's attracted to praise. He's attracted to joy. He's attracted to people, you know, who who say, man, I'm going to celebrate you. In fact, Psalm 22 verse 3 says, God inhabits the praises of His people. Now, Now that word inhabits means He's enthroned or feels comfortable enough to sit down. How many know there's some places you go into and you go, I don't want to sit down. Because if I, I sit down, I'm going to be here for a long time. You know, but at other places you go into and go, man, I want to sit down here because the atmosphere is right. That's how God sees praise. God inhabits. He feels comfortable enough to go, hey, man, I can just pull up a chair and sit down here. Sit here. I'm comfortable here. This is a great place to be. But you know what God does when, when there's things like gossip, negativity, cynicism, where, where people are judgmental? He leaves. I'm not comfortable here. I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere. But when there's praise and there's worship and there's unity, well, God goes, oh, man, pull up a chair, man. I'm comfortable in this place, in this place. And wherever God is present, present, there He moves. And God wants to move in power. See, when you fill an atmosphere with criticism, when you fill an atmosphere with cynicism, God can't move. But you fill it, you know, with praise, man, the Holy Spirit has freedom to move. Come on, how many want the Holy Spirit to move in this place? See, see you've got to understand wherever the Holy Spirit is, the fruit of that is love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. And the fruit of the Spirit, when people are carrying that fruit, they carry an atmosphere around their life. You want to be around them. It becomes quite contagious. You know, it becomes magnetic. You want to be around people like that. And I believe, you know, all of our lives, we should carry a presence in the atmosphere. You know, when we go into our home environments, you know, we have the Holy Spirit with us and we can set the atmosphere of our homes. Come on, we can set the atmosphere of our school. We can set the atmosphere of university. We can determine it. Because we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Come on, right now, I need a bit more of a response right now. Come on. If you're filled with this power, it's just a decision. It's a decision to push past your feelings. You know, right now in the world, there's a cry for authenticity. And many people say, well, I don't want to put it on. You can't make me do that. Well, no, I can't. But do you know, you're you're never as authentic as a believer when actually you praise when you make a decision to praise God. Because here's the thing, many people live by their feelings. Well, I feel like praising God. Well, when you feel like it, you don't need faith. Because you feel it. And, and, And here's the thing, we're authentic as believers when we believe. 
We're called believers, not feelers. And too many of us are trying to feel our way into a breakthrough rather than make a decision, a choice that I'm going to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm going to make a decision to push past my feelings, to push past my circumstances and give God praise. I don't right now understand what's going on in my world, but God does. And He's worthy of the highest praise. Come on, can we right now give God some praise? Come on, let's. See, it's that level of responsiveness. When you respond to God, God then responds in greater measure. It's as you respond, as some of you are waiting for God to make a move, He's done all He needs to do. He died on the cross. And we're waiting on God where God's in heaven going, man, I've done it all. You just need to access it. And what you've got to understand, if you want to access breakthrough, praise is the password. Praise is what gets you in there. Come on, how many of you have ever been in a service where it's just like, man, it just doesn't feel like things are gelling. It's because there's an enemy out there. And he's, he's wanting to rob people. You know, tonight, you know, we can have as much of God as we want. Limitless God. It's not about how many people are in the room. It's not, you know, we can have as much of God as we want. How cool is that? It's just according to our hunger and our thirst. We're going to pray for people in a moment or two. I've got faith in my heart that supernatural things are going to be released. That we're going to look back on this night and say, hey, remember when the production was going out south and many people had already gone on holiday? And remember when the Mercury Theater and we just prayed and we believed something happened in that? In fact, I'm believing in my spirit we're going to have a summer revival. Come on, a summer revival. Because how many know God doesn't go on holiday? He's with us where we are. We go on holiday, but you take God with you on your holiday. And God wants to bring about supernatural breakthrough on our holidays in Jesus' name. Come on, when you're at the beach, how many know you can see God work in amazing ways? But we've got to learn to read atmospheres. You know, why is it? In some churches, you know, in some places, healings break out over here, but in other places, they don't break out. Why is it in some? It's atmosphere. It's atmosphere. You know, in a lot of places, there's no healings because there's no expectation. There, there's no breakthrough because everybody's got familiar. Everybody's got a little bit, oh, well, it's just another Sunday service. It's just another meeting. And, and we get complacent, even Jesus. And in Mark chapter 6, I want to show you this because Jesus was restricted because the people saw him as just the carpenter's son. They didn't recognize who was among among them or what was going on. And in Mark chapter 6, it says, Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled at them because of their unbelief. He marveled. Now, he could not. The Son of God, he was restricted. Why? Because the atmosphere in the place was not conducive to releasing miracles. Honor was lacking. People were there, but they were not there. How many know there's many people? We can be in the room, but not here. We can be away with the fairies. Come back home, come back home. 
you know, we, are, we can be in our tomorrow. We can be in a whole lot of places. But I wonder in, in a moment whether we could just really focus in, zone in, and say, man, I'm expecting tonight God to not only break through on my behalf, but break through on my friend's behalf. I'm going to pray, you know, that, that God breaks through on that person. I may not know them, but they're going through something right now, and they, they're desperate for a breakthrough. Come on. It's the faith in the house that releases miracles. There's a faith in the atmosphere. Come on, I want to preach into this atmosphere right now because faith releases it. So many people are looking to a person or they're looking to a, a song, but it, Jesus, He's the master of breakthrough. And when we praise and when we worship Him, you know, as the praise go up, the walls come down. As the praise goes up, the walls come down. You know, two, two atmospheres right now are on a collision course. I can feel it right now in this room. You know, some of you, it's like, oh, we'll just go through the motions. Hopefully we'll get out of here and he won't take too long. And there's a natural, you know, there's a natural and there's a spirit and there's a collision course going on right now in the spirit. Come on, I wonder whether we'd let Jesus win. Come on, I wonder whether there's a war going on right now. If you'd feed your spirit in this moment, come on, Jesus would come and do something amazing, something incredible. And I believe God wants to break through. Right now, you may feel like you're in a prison. You may feel like you're locked up. You're contained. You can go so far, but no further. I want to declare tonight that praise is going to break open prison doors. Just like God did with Paul and Silas. They've been whipped. They've been beaten. They've been falsely accused. They've been locked up in a prison. But they didn't succumb to their feelings. In that Philippian jail, they began to praise God. They began to lift up Jesus. And as they began to lift up Jesus, the prison doors swung wide open and breakthrough occurred. But here's the thing. Their praise didn't just bring breakthrough for them. If you read the story, all the prison doors opened. And I believe our praise can unlock something on behalf of another person if we just focus on Jesus. Come on, I don't want you to be distracted right now. I want you to lock in your spirit in this place because I feel like God's doing something. He's about to release something in the spirit. I just quickly want to give you another, another verse in the Ze Zechariah chapter 14, verse 17, it says, And it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. So if they don't come to worship, He's saying on them there'll be no rain. Here's the deal. No worship. No rain. Simple. No worship. You don't worship. You don't. No rain. It's important because rain is symbolic of our pouring of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what it symbolizes. And if you don't worship, no worship. You know, so watch, you know, that's for those singing types. I can't sing in tune. I sing. Everyone sings. Some of us sing in tune. Some of us don't. But in the end, no worship. No rain. Come on, how many want rain? Come on, how many want some rain over their lives? 
See, 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 the praise goes up and the walls come down. When the praise goes up, it's like you're forming a cloud. There's a cloud. And when, when it goes up, when there's enough, soon the rain begins to drop out. Some of us, it's like, oh, we pray. But no, you've got to keep on sending worship up. When you send worship up, praise up, there's accumulation that goes on. And as there, rain becomes come down. Come on, we're called to be rainmakers. Come on, over our city, we're called to bring the rain, the rain of heaven. Come on, how many want to see the rain of heaven come down? Over our city, over our nation. We need to understand this. In a lot of places, my big concern is we've made church a spectator sport. We've come in and we've looked to, to see what we can consume. But I wonder whether what would it be like if people came to church and say, man, I'm a rainmaker. I'm going to make it rain over people's lives today. Come on, I'm going to make it rain over the city. We're, we're about to go into open heaven. Open heaven's a prayer initiative where churches in the city have come together and said, we want to open heaven over the city. For the last two years, we've gathered together, first year in the Viaduct Events Arena uh, Center, and we packed that out over two nights. Last year, we met in ASB showgrounds. We had uh, over 6,500, 6,000 people praying. How many know that's doing something in the spiritual atmosphere of our city? Just to come together, people praying, 6,000, another 2,500 people online. This year, we're going to be in Spark Arena. 25th of January on Friday of anniversary weekend. Churches are coming together. There's a rally because we are saying we want the reign of heaven over our city. We want God to rain down justice. We want God to rain down peace. We want the joy of heaven to rain down on people's lives. Come on, we want forgiveness to rain down. We want grace to rain down. Come on, what heaven has, we want it to be established here on earth. Come on, I get excited by this. Yeah, God, rain down. Rain down. Let it rain over our city. Let it rain over every area of our life. But here's the thing, no worship, no rain. I love what Psalm 150 says. Let everything that has breath. Just check whether your neighbor's breathing right now. Just make sure they're breathing. Finger under the nose. No, that might be dangerous. But let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You know, I really believe God is looking for people who will praise Him even in times of affliction. It takes faith. It takes real faith to be able to do that. To be a person who doesn't look at their circumstances but just says, oh, I'm going to. God, I don't understand, but you're worthy of praise. The Lord gives, as Job said, and the Lord takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm not going to get sour. I'm not going to get bitter. I'm not going to blame other people. I'm going to just turn my focus, my attention, and I'm going to praise God. Because as I praise Him, as I lift Him up, the rain of heaven comes down. Listen to what Isaiah 48 verse 10 says, I've tested you in the furnace of affliction. I don't know sometimes why God allows us to go through stuff. But then I do on some things because it's to test how genuine our faith is. 
See, some of our faith is moved by our circumstance and is determined by our circumstance rather than in the person of Jesus. And that's why sometimes we go through hard times. I found many people, you know, they can pray for a breakthrough. Man, I, I need a breakthrough. You know, this year, praying for a life partner. 2019 is going to be some people's year in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do I get an amen in the room for that one? I saw some elbows uh, going, this is your year. It's your year. Yeah. I'm praying for a house. You know, I, I need a financial breakthrough over here. You know, I, I've been living with this, this problem, this ailment, this disease for a long time. I want to be healed. But the problem in a lot of places is we put faith in the event of healing. Or we put faith in the event of God's provision rather than in the person of Jesus. That's why our faith needs to be tested. Because the challenge is, are we just using God so that we can get what we want? Or is our faith in the person of Jesus? See, I've met many people over the year, you know, one life partner came to church. God's hooked them up, come together. But next minute, they're not in church. It's almost like they came to church to find somebody. It wasn't about Jesus. Yeah, and, and it's like God brought that about. You wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for church. You know, you wouldn't even be together. It, it was the environment of faith that brought that about in your life. And now you're distancing yourself from the very thing that caused it in the first place. So like, well, wake up, smell the roses. You know, you, you, need, you need to get back to something. And our faith, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I, I believe can, God can, and I believe God wants to, but even if He doesn't, I'm not going to bow down. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to go looking elsewhere. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to put my hope. You know, we need to have the spirit of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the church again. You know, Nebuchadnezzar said, if you don't bow down, you're going to be put in that fiery furnace. And they said, well, Okay. You know, they said, ah, we believe God can deliver us. Can deli- but even if He doesn't, we're not going to bow down. See, we need that even if spirit in, in the church. Because many people go, well, I believe God can, He will. But if He doesn't, I'm out of here. If He doesn't do it on my time and the way I think He should, I'm gone. I tried it, I gave it a go, and I'm gone. That's not genuine faith. Come on, God wants to mature your faith. Come on, He wants you to be strong in the Lord. Come on, He is the master of breakthrough. And if we could learn atmosphere and put our trust in Him, man, supernatural things will break out. Come on, summer revival, I declare in Jesus' name. Come on, I declare it over the church, summer revival. Come on, a summer revival, breakthrough. Where things are being held back, there's about to be a release in Jesus' name. Come on, if you're believing for a miracle, how about stand to your feet right where you are. Come on, I want to say to some people, you've lost your hope. Don't lose hope, because if you lose hope, you lose praise. Don't lose hope. Hope's one of the greatest things that you can carry in your spirit.
Some of you have given up hope. So I hope has gone. I stopped praying for that. It didn't happen. It's almost like now you got in a place where you're believing a lie. It's like you're being prayed for before and still the same. And hope's gone. Don't give up hope. Come on, don't give up hope. Come on, don't give up. I want to speak into some people's spirit here because you've lost hope. You've lost hope when it comes to family members. You've lost hope when it comes to your future, the dream, a dream that God's placed in your heart. And you thought, nah, that can't take place. Come on, God's wanting quickly. He wants to bring hope first. Come on, hope. If you find yourself, you know that you've been in a hopeless place right now and you're just wanting to discover the God of hope again in a new way. How about lifting your hands right across this place? Come on, just right across this place. Lift your hands high. Just say, I'm, I'm getting my hope back. I'm getting my hope back. I'm going to speak to the devil and say, devil, you can't take my hope. You can't rob me of what God's ordained. 